Hey coaches, this is Sandy Buadonna and I am here with Patrick Reelman and he's going to share his story for the I Am Team Beachbody podcast. This month of May, I'm featuring 31, 30 wonderful coaches with their personal stories about becoming a coach. And so, you know, let's just, um, let's just find out who Patrick is if you don't know who he is. Uh, Patrick, say where you're from or your name and where you're from when you became a coach. Hey guys, I'm from upstate New York, the frozen tundra of upstate New York, kind of near Syracuse, New York. And uh, I became a coach, man, it's been over eight years ago now. Whoa, that's right. Crazy, right? <laughs> it is crazy. Um, so take us through how you became a coach. Um, yeah, so so I went to, to college up in uh, upstate New York, and when I was going to school, my mom said that uh, I should be an accounting major because I'd be at a good, a good job, and I listened to my mom, so became an accounting major and played college sports there, and when I graduated, I went and I got a job at the, the number one accounting firm in the country in Boston at uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers. So I moved to Boston right after college uh, with my college girlfriend, and, and I get out there, and I'm really, really excited about it. Like, really, my... My goal was to just work my butt off for 14 years and become partner at this accounting firm. That was my tunnel vision. And there was really no one that was going to kind of throw me off that track. And about, I'd say, two, three years in, I'm, I'm 25 at, at the time and got married really young. And I gained about 30 pounds. And I started kind of just getting in the funk a little bit with my job. And I kept seeing this infomercial uh, for P90X. And after about 10 times of seeing it, I finally bought it. And I started doing it, and I just I started feeling like an athlete again, not just physically but mentally, too. I started getting that, like, athlete mindset back that I kind of had lost after I graduated college. So I start, I start doing it. I start getting better results. And one of my friends, he, uh, he reaches out to me about it. And... He, he's a coach at the time. He says, hey, Pat, you should do this coaching thing. And I say, you know what? That's not for me. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be a partner at this accounting firm. I'm on this path. I think it's really cool what you're doing. I love the products, but I got, I got my own thing going on. But he kept, kinda, kept on me about it, and I kept watching him do his thing, and finally got me to sign up as a coach. I started to kind of dabble with it a little bit, and he dragged me to an event that was local right in Boston. And I got to see Carl speak for the first time. And I got to see a lot of these coaches speak for the first time. And I was just really inspired with how passionate they were about what they did for a living. But, again, I was I kind of had this tunnel vision of I'm going to be on this partner path. I passed the CPA exam. Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So four years kind of went by of being a coach, but I didn't really do a whole lot with it. And now, all of a sudden, I'm 29 years old, and I go through a divorce, and I'm just really burned out in my career. And I got about seven months left on my lease between kind of when I made that decision to kind of go all in the beach body and when my lease runs out. And I told myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this beach body business work so that I can leave Boston and quit my job in seven months and do this full time. And at the time when I made that decision, I was already making a few hundred bucks of beach body 
I've been doing it for four years, and I was only making a few hundred bucks with it, but that's only because I just didn't take it serious. I didn't treat it like a business. It was more like a hobby. So for seven months, I literally lived on Facebook. Like, I, before I, I'd get up in the morning, before I went to work, I'd go on Facebook, and I just would go into different Facebook groups, and I'd connect with people. I'd start conversations. I'd answer questions. I lived in my inbox. I was inviting. I was following up. I'd go to work. I'd work really hard, get all my, my assignments done, and I'd come home, and I'd start working again. And this kind of, I would say up till 2 in the morning some nights, just in that inbox, connecting, following up, inviting, following up. And this went on for seven months. And during that seven months, I got some really great leaders to join the team. My family got on board at that time. They really got on board. Both of my sisters, Andrea Wallace and my sister Amy Reelman, both got on board right around then, and my mom. And I also got a few people, like, through social media that, it's funny, like, I think back now, like, I actually, you know, kind of commented on a few of their posts and their and their, their photos, and now we're such close friends, and we text and talk all the time. But during that seven months, I went from making a few hundred bucks a week to making between 1500 and 2000 a week, which was about the same as what I was making at my prestigious big accounting firm. And that's when I decided, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quit. I'm going to make this jump, even though I think a lot of people thought I was crazy. But <laughs> I quit my county job and, and started doing Beachbody full-time. And it was like a dream come true. It was freedom. And that was three and a half years ago. Pat, and, Pat let, me, let me stop you for one second. What made you think that just getting on Facebook or social media was going to take off? Like, had you seen that working before, and did you know what to do? Yeah, because <laughs> I've been a coach, you know, for four years, even though I hadn't really taken it serious. But during that time, I got to meet some coaches that were doing really well, that had started after me and stayed really consistent and treated it like a business and had a lot of success with it. And I actually got to meet some of them at some of the local events and some of the, the events I, I went to and listened to them talk. And I, you know, pull them aside afterwards and... They were just normal people. Like, they were down-to-earth, really, really just calm and but excited about what they were doing. But they, they, I didn't have them on a pedestal. You know, I, I respected them. I thought what they were doing was amazing, and mm -hmm. I saw how passionate they were about what they were doing. But when I got to just hang out and talk with them, they were just normal. You know, they had their own fears and doubts, and they weren't some superhero. And so I knew that I could do what they did. You know, as long as I treated it like a business and was consistent and connected with enough people and helped enough people, it was going to work out. You know, the only way you can mess this thing up is if you just don't stay consistent with it. There's no boss that's going to tell you you're not doing a good enough job, you're not going fast enough. You, you are the boss. And that's one of the things I loved about it. And I knew that if I just stayed with it long enough, it was inevitable I'd find a few other people that believed in it as much as me. And we've got to build a team together, and that's what happened. So you left the job as of being a CPA once your Beachbody business started to pay pay off better or more. Yep. Did right. you shed a tear when you quit being a CPA? <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I, I didn't shed a tear, uh, but people – I don't look at, at accounting as um, 
a waste at all. Like, it was such a great experience. You know, I learned so many things. Like, as an auditor, you know, I'd go into places that they didn't want me there. And I'm asking them for reports and things that they didn't want me to be asking them for. So I got really good at making sure I made it about them. I'd walk into their office and look around their office for things that they were into, you know, mm. pick things, maybe a team that they were a big fan of or pictures of their family. Mm-hmm. And I would start to talk about those things first. And then I would get around to the things that I needed to get from them. But I made it about getting to know them and, and you then they were willing to, yeah, and then they were willing to, you know, not think I was such an annoying auditor. You know, they were like, all right, he's a pretty nice guy. I'll help <laughs> him out. He's just doing his job. So it gave you the uh, life lessons that you needed to become a coach. Absolutely. Building yeah, relationships. Totally. So a few and weeks that's, ago. That's just life. So as I mentioned to you earlier, that this whole I am Team Beachbody kind of movement started. And I was watching people post on Facebook. I watched their stories. But I watched this, like, excitement, you know, of of just, like, people felt a part of a bigger community. And I was just going to ask you, like, when did you hear about this whole I am Team Beachbody thing, and what did it mean to you when you saw it? Um, I probably was kind of a little late to the game when I, when I finally saw it. Um, but for me, it was – something that is so like woven deep into who I am like I think just growing up in sports my whole life like always team sports that's such a huge part of who I am and when I graduated college like that got taken away from me I I was missing that team aspect of being on a team with a bunch of really positive people that had your back and I had their back and we were all working towards the same goal and we knew that it wasn't always going to be easy, but we were willing to put in the hard work because we were working towards something big. And when I saw what Beachbody was, all of a sudden that part of me kind of got reignited. And so that's something that's one of the cool things about Beachbody is it's not you're in business for yourself, but you're not in business by yourself. You're part of something bigger. You're part of a team. And so when I saw the I am Team Beachbody thing, it it really hit home for me because that's such a huge part of of who I am. That is great. Well, I am so glad I called you, and I'm glad that you're sharing this with others. If you have anything else, you know, you want to share with the podcast community, would you like to say something? Um, I would say, hmm, huh. I would say, I, I would. For me, like, I think a lot of coaches struggle with um, what their why is. And so for me, when I'm helping my coaches, I tell them it doesn't have to be just one thing. You know, it has to be a few things. I, I call it like a why list. And I actually have them, like, pull out a sheet of paper and write down a list of things that are going to motivate motivate them to show up on the days, you know, they don't feel like it and make time on the, on the days they don't have time. Uh, and, I love you know, idea. part of it has, and part of it has to be personal. You know, obviously, if you're going to be successful, you have to have a love for helping others, a genuine love for wanting to make an impact and help other people, you know, become that best version of themselves. And I, and I love that. I love that. But part of it also has to be personal to you and your family and your family's future. 
And that's okay. You know, I think sometimes people are afraid to talk about the income side of things. And I never really am. I don't talk a lot about it a ton, but when I do, I'm very comfortable with it because to me, income is just a vehicle that affords you choices. And there's nothing, there's nothing I'd really want to give the people I care about than, than choices. So when you're creating that why list, have a lot of things, you know, from the big things of maybe it's financial freedom to like the small things of, I had a coach the other day say, you know, she just wanted to be able to afford the softer Charmin toilet paper. I was like, <laughs> perfect. Like add that to the list. Uh, so that is so me and my husband, he buys the <laughs> cheapest toilet paper. Doesn't get it. There you go. I don't really pay attention to that stuff, but I was like, hey, if that's what's going to get you to show up on some days, then do it. Because I, you know, I know the coach I'm talking to, you know, she, I knew I could feel it in her. She really wanted to help people, but there's going to be days that you're just not going to want to get on the computer and help people. So you got to have part of your why that's personal to you and your family and, and your family's future. And if it's soft toilet paper, then that's what it's going to be, you know. But have that have that written down on a list from the small stuff to the big stuff and look at it every day and leave some blank space at the bottom so that when you do see other things that other people are doing, instead of saying, oh, that would be so cool, add that to your why list and use that as your fuel to show up on those days that it does get hard. So that would be probably my, my, my number one tip. That's awesome. All right. Well, Pat, we are done. And um, I have to do a little bit of a you know, disclaimer at the end of this call. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. And remember, Beachbody does not guarantee any level of success or income from the Team Beachbody Coach Opportunity. Each coach's income depends on his or own efforts, diligence, and skill. And I would say that after about eight years, Patrick Realman is doing it the right way and seeing a lot of success because of his hard work. So I really appreciate you getting on the call, and um, we'll talk very soon. I appreciate it, Sandy. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye.